0: What comes to your mind? I'd like to see this. I hope for that. I'm praying for the other. Man, I'm I'm ready to see some people become Christians that aren't Christians. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's it's been a hard couple of years, but all the pandemic's calming down, and that, that's just where my heart is, just praying that the Lord would save souls through the blood of Christ. I will build my house. I
1: will build my house. Welcome grounded. I'm Steve Hartland, pastor at Cornerstone Church here in Joppa, Maryland, and as you can see, I have a guest with me today. Hello. Say hello, Jason. He just said hello. Jason yeah. Wallace is one of our pastors and a good friend of mine. We actually live very close to one another, too, oh, yeah. which is kind of cool. But um, so let me tell you what the podcast is going to be about today, and then we'll let Jason do some bio and introduce himself some more. So we're doing a Christmas in review because we kind of wanted to film this before Christmas, but that didn't happen. So now here we are like the day after, and um, Christmas in Review, looking back on what happened at Cornerstone in the Christmas season. And then we're going to also look ahead a little bit, pastoral thoughts for the new year. That was Jason's idea. Great idea. I like it. So, uh, Jason, tell us a little bit about yourself. So you're born and raised,
0: or at least you're raised, northern Virginia.
1: Yep. Yeah. How about college
0: and go on forward from there? Yeah, man. Um, So I I went to school in uh, James Madison University in Virginia, and uh, got myself a integrated science and technology degree, and then uh, then I went to I joined Crew, and so I spent a year in Australia with Crew doing what's called a stint, so doing college ministry in Australia, and then came back and did a uh, master's of divinity from Faith Theological Seminary in Baltimore. Yeah, in Baltimore near Johns Hopkins University, I think. Uh, well, it's it's pretty. It was pretty much in Towson. Oh, really? Just barely. Yeah, you could see the the city line. Like they have All a little right. sign from, from Faith Theological Seminary. So, did wow. that took a long time. Took six years, and uh, I think yours took a while, right? Five years. Crammed
1: three year MDiv into five years. You yeah. crammed yours into six. Into six. Yeah. You did even better than me, man. Way to go. <laughs> and uh let's see. You also. um what did you do for crew at Stevenson University?
0: So I um, helped relaunch it. So it had died, and then I helped relaunch it and then just ran it for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. And so I was I was the crew guy. I got to disciple students. I got to um, – just like plan the meetings and and do do worship and and do all the talks and stuff like that. Most of the talks and so um, just being able to to yeah teach and just kind of lead that, that thing was was a lot of fun for a couple of years at Stevenson. And before that, I was at Towson mm-hmm. and uh, just did the discipleship and evangelism and stuff like that there. So. But that reminds me. So early on, like when
1: we first met, which was what eight years ago or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, first time I ever heard you speak, it was at Crew at Towson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You invited me down. You did the talk that night. Mm-hmm. Think you also, did you lead the music too?
0: No, I didn't. Not did Johnson. Didn't. All right. But it was great. I enjoyed it. So, um, yeah, all right, you married. Yep. How long have you been married? So we've been married eight years, almost nine, and that's in February. So got some been, kids. Got three of them, three crazy little boys. Three boys. Yeah. Yeah. They're awesome. Debbie and I frequently like reflect on, remember when we had three boys, then we ended up with four and then some foster boys, but
1: remember when we had three boys and those were amazing days.
0: It's, it's great, yeah. and, uh, and I'm sure you guys do reflect on them because Debbie's watching them a lot of the time. Some, sometimes, yep. Yeah, it's nice. And they're a pleasure. Mm-hmm. So, all right, right, let's thank you for that.
1: Let's jump into some Christmas in reviews. So, yes, sir, yes, sir. first thing we'll talk about, I'll ask you first. So, what do you think? We had just had Christmas at Cornersdown. Mm. Uh, was it a good
0: Christmas? Was it great? Were there some great moments in it? What did you like about it? Yeah, man, I, I, th- I thought it was, a, it was a good one. We had our second uh, Christmas Eve service. So we only started doing that last year. Mm-hmm. And so we did our Christmas Eve service. We had um, the Christmas concert on the 16th, which, uh, you know, I'm, I'm biased, but I, <laughs> I enjoyed it. Um, so I, uh, And I've heard from a, a number of people that it, it was their favorite one. And so we, we do this big concert every year called Christmas at Cornerstone. And it's, uh, it's an outreach. So we try just to bring in a bunch of people, um, family, friends, all that kind of stuff, and um, have a really good time and then share the gospel. And so I love that. Um, what about you? What, I mean, what was what was good? So we've we've had like what you have five messages. Yeah, I think. Uh... For me, this
1: might have been my favorite Christmas year at Cornerstone in a long time, oh, yeah? maybe ever. But some of that could be also, you know, the one you just experienced mm-hmm. seems better than all the ones before. So humans often say, "Oh, that was the best one ever." Well, if you actually compared it to the anyway, so uh, but I really, I really liked this entire season. I loved the all Christmas right. concert because you know what it's supposed to do. It really did, and that is bring guests. And man, people brought guests to both concerts. We had a six o'clock and an eight o'clock. Was it? Yes sir. Sure. Yeah. And uh, man, there were so many guests there. So there was a 10 minute slot where I got to just preach straight up gospel stuff. Mm. And uh, it was so cool. You know what wasn't cool though? So I'm a very extroverted person. So when I'm preaching, I'm really feeding off of their eyes and their faces. And with the lighting in there, all dark. I could see was like shapes, dark shapes out there. Yeah, That's
0: not ideal for me to be speaking. You to. had it better than I did, my friend. because uh, So when I was dressed up in a dinosaur costume i couldn't see anybody because of the costume how, how could you even walk around because of that thing I could just see the very bottom i almost fell off the stage when i left was leaving the <laughs> stage so yeah i like asked a question to the audience and just like i can't see anybody out there so yeah. so that that'll be the challenge for next year you're gonna have to preach in a dinosaur costume
1: no, i'm not up to that challenge but now that they just heard that you were in a dinosaur costume if they haven't already seen that where can they see that they probably wouldn't i want to see him in a dinosaur costume
0: you can just go to go to youtube and um it's it'll it's up there chris at cornerstone 2022 and uh so i I, i'm a i'm a weird guy and i I really love uh i love rapping and i never get to do it and so i was i dressed up as a dinosaur and was seymour the rapping christmas dinosaurus and did some rapping and it was really fun even the name seymour is pretty cool because there used to be a rapper we both know about in baltimore
1: uh, you didn't know this no he his his stage name was b oh
0: yeah yeah like
1: baltimore yeah so i thought oh he's doing a thing on More, He's a Seymour. Uh, no. I, I just was just happened driving to vacation in July, and uh, it's was like, Seymour,
0: they're rapping Christmas dinosaurs. Wow. Yeah.
1: So people at Cornerstone who were here have already heard this, and that is that uh, I didn't know who the dinosaur was. I didn't know that was going to be in the, in the thing. This dinosaur comes out, starts doing this hip-hop stuff, and I, I was sitting there thinking, man, I wonder where they found this guy. They must have hired him in and so on and so forth. And at a certain point, Like, for one word, you dropped out of character. (laughs) And I heard that word, and that was a Jason Wallace tone.
0: And I thought, that's Jason. Man, it was supposed to be a secret the whole time. Like, it was supposed to be a secret that no one found out about ever. That that was the goal. uh, Because – I don't know, because it would have been more fun if it was somebody. Well, we now i would let
1: the cat out of the bag, and everybody knows.
0: You mentioned it on Sunday, at Sunday <laughs> yes. service, and I was like, ah, oh, well. Oh, well. But they
1: all know now. It was fun. I think a lot of them, word had gotten around. Those who had figured it out were already telling on you. Yeah. So, um, you know what? I also liked just – I really liked giving Ephesians – a break we've been in ephesians for quite a while mm-hmm. and a com- total change of pace and let's just focus on Christ, His coming christ's birth christ what he came for and mm-hmm. that was just really refreshing and i have a feeling I, nobody said this to me but i have a feeling that maybe the whole church kind of enjoyed that and it was like a nice change and i'm wondering how they're going to be when on the <laughs> second sunday and in, in january we, we're back in ephesians now it's chapter five
0: mm-hmm. that's going to go down all right oh, i think it'll be good ephesians has been great and uh but the the break has the break has been good. We've had some good Christmas messages coming. And uh, but w- which one? of – So speaking of Christmas messages, you've been doing a lot of uh, a lot of teaching from the Word. Has there been a Christmas text that has been especially uh, luminous for you lately as you've been studying all this stuff? Well, all of them really. But same as you, I think you said yesterday, didn't you, that
1: you really you've been into luke a lot yeah so me too i'm really loving luke a lot but i really liked and one of the sermons was from the gospel of john Mm -hmm. and you know john's great prologue and the word became flesh and dwelt among us Mm -hmm. um man i just dig how simple and yet profound Mm -hmm. everything is that john composed for us there so hard for me to pick
0: you'd say luke um man i've I've been i've been loving isaiah 9 i know it's just kind of a classic thing but where where it says mighty god and so you know you're talking about a a human and then you're you're using the the descriptor mighty god for him like that's just been blowing my mind a lot like that that's that's the incarnation in Isaiah so yeah. person born of a virgin who is also called mighty god like yeah. i just love that god moment. in the flesh yeah it's yeah. it's awesome pretty wild yeah all right so um which was your favorite Christmas event that we had so Christmas at corner. I can't beat the concert. that concert. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I loved, I loved Christmas Eve and lighting the candles. That was a, that was fun. But I, I love the concert. What about you? What was your favorite one? Yeah, probably the concert. Um, but I don't know, man. I really liked, I really
1: liked all of them. I liked Christmas Day a lot. You know what? I like that an awful lot. So yesterday we had. Uh, like low-key cornerstone worship. Mm-hmm. We did worship on Sunday. We did gather. There's brouhaha and Christendom about that right now because <laughs> some churches don't. So anyway, I think we should. It's the Lord's Day. We gathered. I was really happy at how many people showed up. Yeah. Like on the way over, Debbie and I rode together. We don't often get to do that, but just one service, 11 o'clock, we rode together. Mm-hmm. And uh, she said, well, how many people do you think are going to be there? my guess was, well, if it's 30 it'll be a great day. If it's 15 I'll be happy. And I'd say I didn't see the numbers yet, but it's probably 150 or that, something. I was thinking
0: 150, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah I'm I'm assuming one of the, the ushers counted and stuff, but Yeah. It, it was I was surprised. I thought I was thinking the same number about yeah. 30.
1: We had no kids ministry, all mm. just like family style, and our only musician up front leading us in worship was This guy right here, and you know, they really, I loved that. They loved that. I mean, we really appreciate our band, our musicians, all the hard work they do. We are led well to God's throne every Sunday. But it was just a cool change having just you with your foot on the kick down there Mm -hmm. and your guitar. And uh, I think they really, they showed their appreciation to you for the kind of ministry you give us week after week after week Mm -hmm. by... uh, well, they gave you some applause there didn't
0: they well, it was a lot of fun yeah. and so i, I like doing that but they would have had more applause if i had one of the ladies singing or something like that so we'll, we'll get we'll have them back very soon
1: <laughs> yeah so. i don't know yeah. may the lord be glorified be so um let me ask this jason you're our uh you are quote chief musician isn't that what uh some of the psalms this is to the chief musician and yes yeah, of course you're, so you're our chief musician right, there we go so but you, don't to, you just had to lead our church musically through five different Christmas events, and one mm-hmm. of them is a major concert. Lots of music, lots yeah, of different yeah. pieces. You have to plan all that. I think you and Jenny, part time on our staff here, started planning it way back earlier in the year at some oh, time. Yeah. So, uh, how hard is that? That's yeah, a dumb question. It's hard, right?
0: It is planning it, all that. Yeah, especially the concert. Like you said, we've been we've been doing that for uh, for for months like this long time there's a uh, there's just so many details hmm. um but i but we we love it like all of us love it we know it's just a, an extremely busy and you could say stressful time yeah but uh but hey we get we get to arrange music and and plan out all this stuff do blocking and and make something beautiful at the with uh just to to kind of um be in what do you call it like a uh it's all, I don't know, it's all just for the gospel, right? And so, so we definitely love that. It, it is, uh, it is, it is busy. And I'm, I'm honestly, don't, you know, don't tell anyone, Steve, but I'm kind of done with Christmas music now, man. Uh, we, <laughs> for a while now? Yeah. huh. I've been listening to it from, for half the year, and I'm ready to move on. Well, hey, here's something interesting. So,
1: several people said to me after the thing, can can we do more than one of these in a year? Like someone then said, could could we have an Easter concert? And I thought, uh, oh man, what's the band going to say
0: if we Easter come back <laughs> concert? Yeah, <laughs> uh, Easter's not too far away, is it? It is not. It uh-huh. is not. Yeah, maybe. Uh, <laughs> I hope not. I yeah. hope that doesn't happen. All right. But what about you? So you yeah. just preached uh, five different Christmas messages, and I mean that's that's a lot. Uh, like how how are you? Was is that? Um, I mean, so it's two extra in the week than than normal. So how was that? How is prep for that? Yeah. So fortunately, it was a quieter time of year like because
1: of whatever. We we weren't having staff meetings and various things. Mm -hmm. So, um, And I didn't set up many meetings with other people. So I had a lot more time to do that preparation. But, man, doing it every year, every year, every year, every year, and being fresh, Mm -hmm. coming up with fresh things, speaking five times and they're not overlapping each other, it's kind of challenging. But I watched this cool little video this year. So one of many people that I'd like to follow is – uh, Pastor Kevin DeYoung, yeah, yeah, Kevin? yeah. Yep. we like the Rev Kev, right? Mm-hmm. So um, he did a little talk on his podcast where he said it was the name of it was something like "Don't be cute at Christmas." This was to pastors. Mm. Don't be cute. So it was like you know, don't have scene, don't play scenes from the Mandalorian. Don't don't do this. Don't do the other thing. Don't you don't need to have sheep coming in or angels in on ropes or whatever. Mm. Uh, don't try to be cute. Just preach the gospel, and uh, that was refreshing to me to hear. And I thought. That's all I need to do is just figure out which passages fit in which order, which one should I preach when, and try to make sense out of the flow of it all, and then try to open up those scriptures. So, really, it was fun. I'm kind of sad that it's over. Yeah, okay. It was fun. The entire season was fun. Yeah. We'll see if if
0: you're uh, you're a good boy. We'll do it again next year.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we hope so. And if we're all healthy and alive, huh?
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you got New Year's coming up. Are you, you, do, you are doing a New Year's sermon, right?
1: I am. I don't want to go back into Ephesians yet. I want to do something, you know, New Year's is a day is a Sunday. Yeah. So on that day, I want to kind of look at the whole year coming. Here mm-hmm. we are, followers of Christ. We're Cornerstone Community Church. What are some things we really want mm-hmm. for the year? So I'm not going to let the cat out of the bag. But oh, yeah, I was just about
0: to ask. What you, no, what you it, it's well
1: underway. I worked all morning on it today and, and, you know, got pieces, building blocks put in place. Yeah. They're not pretty yet, but... Yeah.
0: They need some work. I mean, you got time, like right now. It's Monday, but uh, before we leave Christmas, is there uh, what what kind of traditions do you have in the house in the the Heartland household? Yeah, so we really do have something. So uh, I'll let this cat out of the bag. We don't even. It's just
1: Debbie and me, right? We're empty nesters. We we don't give any gifts to each other.
0: Oh, really? Wow. So Debbie was
1: telling that to one of the men in our church. He and his wife. We know them, and uh, he said, "Oh, I don't think my wife would be too good with that." (laughs) Would that go over in your house?
0: Do you and Taylor give gifts? We we do give gifts, but we do we uh we go all out for birthdays and so Christmas mm-hmm. is just kinda like, here's a thing. <laughs> so Yeah. Yeah. So we, we could probably we could probably pull that off. But more. so we don't do that so much.
1: And I'm I'm pathetic when it comes to decorating the house. Of course, my wife's retired and I'm not, so all right. She does all the decorating. Mm. Do you help decorate? No, not not this, not
0: lately. All right. I'm glad if Debbie listens to that. So, yeah. she won't be the only one. Taylor's got the kids and just went went nuts while I was in the basement working, working. Mm. Yeah.
1: Sounds good. But uh, here's an interesting little thing we do. And I wonder if you have anything like this. So uh, Debbie's father died when she was eight. She and her siblings and her mother moved back into the family farm with her grandparents. So her grandfather effectively became her father. Um, he's the guy that walked her down the aisle and handed her over to me. And all, he was a great guy. I really liked him. Uh, but he passed away long ago. He was born in 1898. Wow. My wife essentially had a father who was born in 1898. That's so so back in the mid-1800s, something that became like a craze in the Shenandoah Valley, and that's, right. that's where the family farm was, kind of near Stanton, Virginia. Been there? Uh, Lexington, Virginia, down in that area. Something that became a craze was um, they now had trains running to Stanton from the coast, and they would they would ship in on the trains oysters, and people went nuts about man we could have oysters. They were like a delicacy, a thing to be desired. So Debbie's grandfather, who was effectively her father, was part of that whole oyster movement thing, mm. and he started this thing where on Christmas morning we're having fried oysters, wow. and scrambled and, and eggs, you know, flipped over eggs or whatever. Okay, and um, Apple butter and some toast. That's the combination. So we're like carrying like apple butter on the oysters, or is this no, just on the plate beside okay, it. okay, pot, apple yeah, butter, yeah. And uh, it's like we're carrying forward this tradition started by mm-hmm. her grandfather. Somewhere back in the 1800s. So it's a pretty cool, cool tradition that we
0: have going on. Yeah, no, I, that that's awesome. That's a, I love that you have a tradition that old. I I don't. I'm not envious of the oysters themselves personally. <laughs> you don't like that? <laughs> no, ah, no, Jason. Not, You're young. There's hope. My parents were raised. From the Midwest, so we didn't trust any seafood because uh, it would have had to have been shipped all the way to, uh, to Indiana. Uh-huh. But uh, but man, that that is good. And if, uh, tradition all the way from the eighteen hundreds is cool. We we have an old an old one too. You could say uh, it's not quite that cool, but. Um, Every Christmas Eve, we watch uh, Patrick Stewart's A Christmas Carol, so Mm -hmm. one of the best movies of all time. Uh, My brother and I quote it and all that kind of stuff, my siblings. And uh, in it, at the end of A Christmas Carol, he says, um, he, he tells Bob Cratchit, we will discuss your raise over a piping bowl of smoking bishop. And so we, of course, look up what's smoking bishop. Huh? Yeah. Uh-huh. And so, um, and it's like mulled wine, all that kind of stuff. And so that, that's what, that's become a tradition. That's your tradition. Yeah. Christmas yeah. Eve, we do the, the mulled wine thing. We do, we watch a Christmas carol. And, and this year we had goose as well, Ooh. which is what they eat in the show. And so I was just on cloud nine well. on, on Christmas Eve. I went home from the, con- the the service and just ate goose and watched a Christmas carol with smoking bishop. It was awesome. Pretty so, wild. My wife's too good to me. You, you're probably aware of this. I'm sure you're aware of this.
1: Some mm. some groups of Christians, maybe it's denominations or just certain believers or whatever, mm. are kind of curmudgeons about Christmas. Now, I'll Ooh, just yeah. let the cat out of the bag and tell you,
0: I used to be. All right. I was one of them. Like like burn the Christmas trees yeah. or just like just no, no, don't actually, call it Christmas? Just,
1: just don't don't give a Lord's Day over to Christmas. Uh, okay, okay. So, uh, so here's what affected me in that. So this goes all the way back to the Puritans, mm. and they were coming away from – Popery, right? They're reforming the church. The Catholic church. So to them, the whole Christmas thing, Mm. which let's face it, they're right. It's not in the New Testament. Mm. It wasn't launched by the apostles. It came somewhere later in church history. And their idea was it comes in connection with popery. So we have to do away with anything connected to popery. There's a logical fallacy in there somewhere. I don't know the name of it. Do you know the name of that fallacy where like – Something can get started from some bad people. It can turn into something good. Mm. You can do the good thing. You're not related to the bad people. But that's the idea we had. It got that bad start with popery, so it can't be anything good in it. So when I went to Capital Bible Seminary, the pretty brilliant president of the seminary, or the dean of the seminary, rather, um, suggested we read a book. It's called the Two Babylons by a guy with the last name of Hislop. It was written in eighteen, published in eighteen fifty-three. Okay. So I read Hislop, a young impressionable guy, mm. and I went whole hog. Hislop, man, this is popery. We're against it. It's from the devil. It's man. it's compromise. It's all that. And Debbie married you anyway. She, yeah, yeah. So this was after she'd married me. Oh, yeah. Ooh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So, but we we would do Christmas in the home. Okay. We're just not going to do it in church. All right, I, All right, I get that. I get that. But that led to some struggles with parishioners sometimes who mm-hmm. really want, you know, so mm-hmm. uh, I grew out of it.
0: You get a church split about whether there's a Christmas tree in the foyer <laughs> or not or. there's
1: no end to the number of things
0: mm-hmm. believers can split over, huh? Yeah, so yeah. did you ever, you know, dabble in any of that? Anti-Christmas stuff? So I, I come from the other direction. So I was raised, I um, hope it's not offensive to say, I was raised Methodist. And so like, um, so, you know, in, in Methodist world, you, you kind of just do whatever you want. And the more you tear down tradition, the better. So uh, <laughs> pretty much. And so, uh, so we could do whatever. And so I, I always have uh, done Christmas, always loved it. But for breakaway, our youth ministry at one time, I I was I, I started doing these things called breakaway exposés for the poor kids. I would spend an hour like lecturing the students on something, um, but they loved it. Like, I'd throw out candy halfway and stuff like that, and it'd be all, a lot of fun. But I did a breakaway expose on Christmas, and so I learned about Saturnalia and like the Yule log and like the pagan roots of everything and pagan roots, uh, yeah, yeah. For I don't know a half hour but I, uh, you weren't telling them so let's not do christmas no no it was just yeah. it was just background it was just, this is interesting but I, I was like reading or reading all those things I was just like should i not do christmas but that didn't last mm-hmm. too long so here's what i loved about all that we just did i kind of already said this but
1: i loved our five meetings i thought there was a very excited about Christ spirit going on in mm-hmm. our church you yeah. could just feel it people were talking about it you could see the way they're worshiping mm-hmm. the way people sang when it was yeah. just you leading us and not much instrumentation. Almost leads me back to this argument, you know, should you have the music loud? Because yeah, then the yeah. people feel like I can sing out and nobody will hear me because I'm not that good. Mm. Or should you have the music down so we really hear everybody? That was a day when the music was down and we could really hear everybody. It was pretty sweet. It was. Yeah. yeah.
0: No, I, what, whatever I'm not glorify advocating. Christ more, I don't care. Yeah, I'm not uh, yeah. Mean, I'm mean, I'm not advocating that we turn it down. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, it's, it's good to, to vary it up. And I think Christmas Day itself just shows the heart of our people because it's um and and, you know don't again don't want to offend people but like is it is christmas about jesus or not because if it is maybe maybe go to church and worship him Mm -hmm. um but uh i'm sure there's a lot of people who stayed home for other reasons and all that kind of stuff but i just thought that was really cool Our people showing up on christmas day yeah yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. and they didn't rush
1: out afterward either people stayed a long time and talked yeah it was pretty cool yeah yeah Maybe those were all the people who had nowhere to go on Christmas Day, huh? <laughs> no, they all did. the rest of them went somewhere. Why don't we these. switch to, you you ready to switch to sure. pastoral thoughts for the new year? Yeah. So this is about, you know, here we are, it's almost New Year's, mm. and we're thinking we're two of the pastors here. By the way, so what are your roles as a pastor? Because they might not all know all your roles. Cornerstone people who watch this might only know you as like the worship leading pastor. What are some of the other hats you wear?
0: Yeah, um, well, I do get to do a little bit of, of teaching. We have a Thursday night Bible study, um, But uh, I'm the creative director here at church, and so what that really ends up meaning is that I do a good amount of project management <laughs> is that, mm-hmm. so we're, um, I mean this, so we have this podcast and so it's kind of under me. We, we mm-hmm. do a bunch of, uh, videos like Sean, uh, social media and Sean, he's under me. We have a, a production manager, a part-time production manager and she's, she's under you. She's under me. We have mm-hmm. an IT guy and he's under me. Um, mm-hmm. and so just, yeah, a lot of the, the worship, but then also just a lot of kind of the creative stuff. Even the website has been under me for a long time and I'm going to let that bird go. um, um to to Rick. I think we're keeping you busy, aren't we? Yeah, Yeah. I'm I'm busy. Yeah. Yeah, And
1: happily busy. So, all right. Pastoral thoughts for the new year. So Mm. what do you think? You're looking at Cornerstone. You're looking at a new year, 2023. Mm. Yeah. What comes to your mind? I'd
0: like to see this. I hope for that. I'm praying for the other... Man, I'm I'm ready to see some people become Christians that aren't Christians. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's it's been a hard couple of years, but all the pandemics calming down, and that that's just where my heart is. Just praying that the Lord would save souls through the blood of Christ. So, yeah, and so and we've we've got a HCC we're working on, and so that's one of my um, projects that I'm working with. That's HCC. Uh, so we're we're. Uh, so I don't work for Crew anymore, but we're restart. We restarted Crew, Campus Crusade for Christ at HCC. What's so HCC? HCC is Harford County Community College, and so we're just trying to share the gospel over there, disciple kids, and just have a gospel presence there, and really even be able to, to launch things from that, um, just just to get the gospel. i have just been thinking about Jesus and the the four soils. Like there's just you just gotta sow. I mean, there's only one soil probably that's saved, but just sow a bunch, and I just want to mm. see more sowing, and I want to see that seed hit some good soil this year. So we we created a list recently Mm -hmm. of
1: all the outreach things that we are intentionally working on. Outreach happens in other ways than what's on our list, but here's our list of things we tried to start, we're we're running, and it was a pretty impressive list, I thought, in fact, I look at that list and I say, why aren't we seeing a lot of people being baptized? Because we're doing a lot of things there. Mm -hmm. But some of the cool newer things on the list are, we we hired Nina Mm part-time, One of her jobs is to start a ministry to new moms in the area, and they won't all be believers, and the idea is get them mixed in with our moms and let gospel things happen. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty excited about that. I think yeah. that's a very good avenue that could work real well. Mm-hmm. I like that our youth pastor, Justin, who— Uh, is quite the wrestler, wrestled varsity all four years of high school and did real well. And he's now become an unpaid assistant wrestling coach at a local high school, Joppatown High, where he's also working now with FCA to start the Fellowship of Christian Athletes to have a, what would you call it? A branch, a ministry or whatever it is there. We'll call it a branch. A thing, (laughs) to have a thing over there. Mm -hmm. So I'm pretty excited about that. And uh, I also really love just the the social media thing. We are like Mm -hmm. in the
0: infant stage here, right? So well, we, we are, but we're, we're moving along pretty good. And so I'm, I'm also, yeah, that actually is a, another big one. I'm excited about yeah, yeah. You're get regularly getting gospel content in front of non-Christians. Thank you. Social media.
1: Yeah. So yeah. Amen. Mm-hmm. Um, it is being said that, you know, all the people you want to reach are not coming through your front door, mm-hmm. but all the people you want to reach are on the web. Yep. So go there, reach them, figure out ways to connect with them. And I agree with you. I mean, I think we're getting some amazing statistics, some amazing numbers for the engagement that we have already. Yeah. But I think you look at it five years from now, mm-hmm. look at it 10 years from now, let that snowball keep rolling and getting bigger and bigger. So yeah. I'm pretty encouraged about that.
0: What else do you have in mind for the year? Anything? I uh, have in mind for the year. Um, well, we are we are releasing our uh Worship music, thankfully, finally <laughs> this year. It's been a while. We've been working on that a long time. Uh, and so we're finally going to get that out, hopefully, uh, in January. So what are the songs? Who wrote them?
1: You did, right? You yeah, and the band yeah. worked worked on mm-hmm. them, but mainly you. And um,
0: how will people access them once they are released? It, God willing, it'll be everywhere: um, Spotify, YouTube, all that stuff. Um, and uh, yeah, so they are three songs: so Christ is solid ground, the fullness of God, and Father, You've loved us well. And then in a, probably another month, we're going to release our Easter song that we wrote last year. Hmm. And so that that's just been a huge project. I just I have all the the best teams. Like the be- I love my worship team, and so they 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 yeah. uh we recorded that last summer. And I'm trying to get that thing out there. And it tweaking sounds great. Since then. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a I'm hard hard uh, person to work with when it comes to, uh, I don't know, exactness. And so we, we've been tweaking it for a while. But it's great. That's what makes it good. Appreciate that about you. So one
1: of the things I have in mind is I really think somehow we need to help or encourage Cornerstone people, you all, to read your Bibles more. hmm I think I'm really noticing. There's, there's, we need more Bible reading. Cornerstone people need to know what's in that book much, much better. And you know, a forty-minute sermon once a week isn't enough to do it all. Mm-hmm. So uh, I really want to figure out ways that we can get people more engaged in. Just personal Bible reading, or at least Amen. listening. You know, while you're driving, listen to the, listen to the Word. Just more Bible intake, so that like it'd be a good idea if you if you were really familiar with Ephesians because you've been reading Ephesians. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'd really encourage that. Incidentally, one of the things that I did. So I got led to the Lord, and I happened to land with a really great roommate. His name's Dan. He's a pastor in Kentucky. Mm-hmm. We're still good friends. Saw him recently. He was at That's my cool. place. Uh, love Dan. Uh, saw him at the beach, too. We both happened to be in the Outer Banks at the same time. Nice. just, to hap- just get... happened to be. Yeah, it just worked that's out cool. that way. Nice. So um, anyway, he modeled for me daily Bible reading. And, man, did he read his Bible a lot and memorize a lot of Bible. And I thought, oh, I'm a brand-new Christian. I thought, okay, so that's what believers do. So I'm going to start doing that. So I got into this thing, Jason, where uh, I would read, like let's take Ephesians, The entire book through, all the way through, once a day, every day for 30 days. Nice. And by the end of 30 days, you can close your eyes and you know where everything is in the page using a paper Bible. Advantages to a paper Bible, folks. Um, And then I'd go to another one for the next month. Let's say Philippians the next month. Then I'd go back and review Ephesians for a little bit. Then Mm -hmm. I'd do another one and so on. And uh, I think I I learned more Bible doing that than anything college gave me or anything seminary. You don't need to go to Bible college. You don't even need to go to seminary; might not hurt, but just read and read and read a book till you really know it. You will, without trying, you will have memorized a lot of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, As I said, you can close your eyes and know. All right, the part to husbands is left-hand page, this column near the bottom of the page. You can picture it right there. Um, There's a lot of worth in that. So, hmm, how do we encourage more of our people? to read more bible
0: well are you uh, it's like so, eat more chicken read more bible <laughs> eat more chicken yeah we'll have chick-fil-a uh, sponsor us for this <laughs> effort um so what what would you have our people do so what do you want them to do the ephesians every day kind of thing or, or what 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 would be your vision for our people
1: well i actually want to give them some choices and this yeah. is going to come out on the sermon soon okay i'm going to want i'm going to preach about this whole thing soon mm-hmm. so uh I'm going to give them some choices. So one is, I would just challenge everybody to get the little card that shows you how to read through your Bible in a year yeah, and go yeah, through the read through the, read your Bible in a year and do it every day till you die or Jesus comes, mm. or at least do it a lot. Read through your Bible. So for years I've been reading through the Bible, and every year when I end it, I put the date down when I ended it, and it's almost always less than a year, and then I'm starting it again. Mm. Uh, so put dates in your Bible. Read through the Bible. If you say, well, that, that's too much. I don't know if I can do that. All right, well, then how about you read through the New Testament in a year? In fact, if you haven't read the Bible much, start with the New Testament. Yeah. Don't start with Leviticus, all right? Go, go to Matthew, Mark, Luke, yeah, and John. So I would challenge them, read your New Testament. Get through it in a year. Um, and then if you want to really up the ante, how about pick a book, Ephesians, that you really want to learn. Read it for 30 days. Hmm. It'll do something to you. All right, so yeah, it will. What do you think? Are there some other options? Listen to it while you're driving to work.
0: Yeah, that's a good one. Um, often what I'll do is just like one one testament, one chapter in the Old Testament, one chapter in the New Testament, and then study something else, kind of thing. That's a good one. Um, yeah, I like doing that. And just uh, for uh, for people who are slower readers, so I, I tried to do the uh, the book every day thing, and it would take me two hours to read half of Ephesians. And so Man. so so what I started doing was was a half a book a day kind of thing. And Cool. Um, but uh, for from slow readers out there, but I, it's kind of like anything that'll really get it into your blood. Like it, I think it says in Psalm one nineteen. Um, oh man, give me life according to your word. Yeah. I don't know. Like there's just so much uh, rest and joy and um, just like holiness and gospel life from studying the book. Mm-hmm. And uh and, and there's there's ways to do it dryly. There's ways to do it kind of pharisaically or selfishly all kinds of stuff you can you can get you can get into that uh that trap but man like it's it's worth going in as as hard as you can it's worth uh just trying to take in the bible as much as you can and uh and and yeah like let i don't know let god change you something like that yeah
1: i like what you said a moment ago too we recognize not everybody's going to be you know reading isn't going to come easily to everybody. Mm -hmm. In fact, there might be somebody in our church who even can't read. All right. So what's that guy? My dad had a plumber at his house recently and the plumber was having trouble figuring out how to do it. And dad said, well, let's read the directions. Did you? And the guy said, I can't read. Wow. So there are people who can't read. So Telling that guy read your Bible won't do any good, but there are other ways now, right? Like yeah. he can listen to it. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Yeah, easily. It's on. It's on YouTube. Like you can just e- like just type in Matthew ESV, and there's a two hour yeah. reading of that, or a God uh, you version Bible app. So.
1: I don't know if this is really better yet, but I kind of dig this. Better yet is, have you heard the Bible read by Johnny Cash? I have not. I'm very interested in hearing it, though. (laughs) It's it's pretty wild. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Um, So, what else are we thinking about for the year coming ahead? Um, Oh, you know what I've got to do? So, we're not going to be in Ephesians that much longer. Mm -hmm. And I got to figure out where
0: else we're going. What's next? Mm -hmm. Yeah. What you got? What's what's coming up?
1: I don't even want to say.
0: (laughs) <laughs> it's, it's right well we'll let uh we'll, should, we,
1: should we take a survey and see what
0: write <laughs> yeah, right right in the comments yeah, where you want us yeah, to go
1: present four options and yeah. take a church survey i don't know But so, is there
0: anyone where you're just
1: kind of leaning that way maybe well this doesn't at all mean i should do this okay. but here's what i would really like to do mm-hmm. i'd like to go through romans and then hebrews
0: or hebrews and then romans all right, so the next twenty years planned out. Yes, that would be that. Take me to the grave, I think. <laughs> <laughs> man, that take anyone to the grave. I, yeah. I'd love to see you go through Hebrews. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're such a uh, commentary junkie that uh, you'd be pulling all kinds of great stuff out of there. Hebrews is amazing, man. So on the front of getting more like Bible
1: into, into our people, we're also thinking something we've been talking about as elders and something that we recently surveyed our church. Hey, give us your feedback. Something that came in from several people anyway was uh, could we offer more classes? Yeah, yeah, So we've been talking about wanting to have a class that would meet during the first worship service elsewhere in the building. And then another class that would meet during the second service. The idea is you could come to that class and then go worship or vice versa. Mm -hmm. And um, we had some roadblocks for that and then maybe we're getting them figured out now and maybe we'll be able to start doing that soon. So the thing the elders might have to wrestle with if we can get this going, all the elders are favorable toward the idea, is uh, who do we want to tap on for? Can you you be one of our teachers? Uh, But like we could ask what are the doctrinal building blocks and practical Christian living building blocks we really want to build into our people? It's a lot of new people here mm-hmm. and they might go to those classes. what do we want to build into them and yeah. then let's build it so I'm pretty excited about that possibility,
0: yeah, and even like you said, we have a lot of new people, and so um, we have a just a big opportunity to do some shaping in terms of people's spiritual lives and things like that and so i'm uh, i'm I'm very excited about that for this this year and uh um, yeah, the the prosib- possibility of um, growing our people because it's just like you, you you study doctrine and that's I mean you're studying you're studying God and like there's just there's just goodness there And, you know, oh today I I went to a class and now I know more about God like it's just a win and so I'm I'm excited mm-hmm. for that um I, I, yeah I really hope we can get the logistics we, worked hope, out
1: hope we get it working yeah
0: one downside to that whole thing is you notice the
1: classes are offered during. Worship yeah. services, mm-hmm. and guess what you're doing, Nurtz? The... I'm playing guitar up there. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it'd be cool if you could teach more. So maybe we can work it out that there are certain Sundays
0: where you're the teacher in a class, and somebody fun? else
1: is leading worship that day.
0: I'd be into it. Yeah,
1: you would like that, wouldn't you?
0: Yeah, yep. But hey, I have a question for you. So, but, okay. uh, so we're, we're winding down here. So you are a man of many interests. You're uh, mm. you like a lot of stuff. You've got gotten... Ma- mainly Debbie. <laughs> Praise God. Um, no. But but uh, so like, well, well, name some of those interests that you've that you've really gotten into in the past. Oh, my. <laughs> yeah, like drums. It's like... a lot
1: of things, yeah. So, yeah, I guess my first really big – no, there were interests before that. But,
0: yeah, let's say playing drums when I was younger. And then uh, next big interest was probably Greek. Man of many, many interests. And so this year, you got anything that's like, oh, man, I can't wait to like to really learn about this, really get into this this year? So, well, yeah,
1: there are things I would have learned about, but I don't know what they are yet. They just kind of come up when they do. Mm -hmm. So there are a lot of sources that I keep an eye on. And every now and then, ooh, that one looks interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, And and, and then I'll go check out that book. I'll do the look inside thing on Amazon. I'll read some reviews about it, whatnot. And then I'll decide, all right, I'm taking the plunge on that one. Mm -hmm. And usually then they're good. It's rare now that I actually get a book and think, no, I'm 10 pages in. No, I don't like this. If you you check them out ahead. But uh, some of the stuff I'm chewing on right now, and I'm always working on a bunch of books at once. But the big thing I'm working on is the a big four-volume set of Bovink's Reformed Dogmatics. Yeah, man. Man, so I'm into volume three now of the four volumes. Christology, right? Um, Yes. Yeah. He's amazing. It's amazing stuff. Mm. So I'm liking those. Currently, I'm also reading, I mentioned this in church the other day, um, A Stoic. From back in the days of Christ, his name is Seneca, Seneca the Younger, okay, cool. and it's his letters to a Stoic, hmm. and uh, I'm reading a textual criticism thing, it's by a guy named Sturz, S-T-U-R-Z, and it's the Byzantine text type and New Testament textual criticism. That's something I really got into when I
0: was in seminary. Yeah, that was your, uh, like a concentration or something. Yeah, right? I, was,
1: I, I got really excited about textual criticism and uh, went nuts on it. The dorkiest thing you
0: could possibly, like yeah, the most minutiae
1: what... kind of thing yeah, you could get into uh-huh. is textual criticism. I really criticism, dug it. Right?
0: No, that's that's good. We yeah. we need that. We need that. So I just much.
1: thought recently I ought to catch up. What mm. what are some later books that I missed? Yeah, yeah. And this is one of them that I really ought to catch up on. I have three right now on this topic. I want to read, but this is the one I'm in. Mm. So. Uh, okay, and can you can you explain what what is textual criticism? All right. So you have an English copy of your Bible. It was translated out of old Greek and Hebrew manuscripts. They have some differences between them. So textual criticism is the science that tries to figure out which are the best readings, which one should we go with, which do we think is more likely the original, and so on. And there are different schools of thought on how you arrive at what is the best. So um, this guy's kind of in between. He's saying, I think they have some right reasoning and they have some right reasoning and we can use both of those schools of thought. Hmm. But uh, that's the topic.
0: Yeah, and you can see why that's really important because you're reading your Bible and – (laughs) <laughs> like the words that are there are are very important to to your life, to your thinking, to everything about God. And so, what like which uh, which manuscripts you're going with, which style of interpretation, it just it, it, it ends up being the thing in front of you yes. as you're reading your Bible. And and uh, if if you're concerned, like there we uh, we have a very very accurate Bible and a wide range of uh, manuscripts, and so we we are very confident about um, what was the original. But um, but yeah, it's it's a very important study and a very involved study. Yes,
1: it is. But I want to echo what you were just saying, that no major doctrine of the Christian faith, mm-hmm. in fact, probably hardly any minor doctrine of the Christian faith, is affected by any of these little variations in the manuscripts. Just yeah. crazy. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What, what, what we know, what we believe is solid stuff. Mm-hmm. So how about you? You got anything on your mind that you're like, I want to read that, but I just can't get to it? Oh, man. Well, topic you want to delve into?
0: There, well, so I, I recently got a bunch of books from you. Well, from from you, from, from another guy, from another church. guy, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I, I've just I've got um, Edwards on my desk, so the works of Jonathan Edwards. And mm-hmm. it's it, so there's Edwards, and then there's uh, he
1: just gave you that, didn't he? Two yeah. volumes of Edwards. Oh,
0: man, yeah. It's been on my Christmas Sweet. list for years. Um, and then there's also a uh, uh, biography, of, autobiography, I think, of Hudson Taylor. That's just mm-hmm. a small little thing. I always try to be reading eight a- and like a biography kind of thing. And so right now I'm still in uh, Robert Murray McShane, but I, I read slow. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but I'm, I'm going to do that one next. And so, so uh, man, this, and there's a ton of others. Like my wife just got me a book that I might end up reading real quick here. It's That's the John Flavel, um, Keeping the Heart. It's, I think it's just mm-hmm. a sermon of his, mm-hmm. but it's like the Puritans are just so... Uh, methodical in, in how they teach and so it, it's just really cool yeah they've been called
1: great physicians of the soul yeah right? yeah they knew how to dig into your soul take things apart put them back together right yeah. they're really good at that by the way on the on the uh on the note of being a slow slow reader i heard john piper yeah he's a pretty good guy right <laughs> I, I heard him say i just can't read fast and he, he was yep. like,
0: like i wouldn't know it brother so yeah, he's if uh, couple, if we right? were catholic he'd be the patron saint of of people who read slow, whatever that's called. i <laughs> I've I've been very encouraged by by his ministry for that reason, just cuz I'm so slow. Like he he reads as fast as he talks and I'm probably that or less because I have to sit and think about stuff and so mm-hmm. um yeah, so so just so Piper being, being Piper, being uh, able to still really get into the word and really soak it in and, and, and then be able to teach it in a way that's helpful for people, even though he thinks so slowly, yeah. that's just an encouragement to Pretty me and, and my kin out there who are slow readers.
1: Hmm. So I don't think I'm a particularly fast reader in fact I can't be because I reread lines a lot hmm. like I might read a line three times and then decide all right I'm going to underline that one yeah. and and then I might go back later and read every, again everything I've underlined so
0: um, well, well don't I just spend a lot of time that's what doing. I was about to yeah. say yeah uh-huh. like if I know you might not want to say but how, how how many how many hours a day are you reading Well probably a minimum of
1: three <laughs> um yeah. but I'm not kidding you so, Like, uh, different days are good days. So this past Saturday, I was ready to preach on Saturday night. That was ready. I knew what Mm -hmm. I was going to do. And Debbie was sick. So she Mm -hmm. spent most of the day sleeping in bed. So, bing, I know what I can do all day today. And on a day like that, and there are other days that will happen like that, where I can literally just about read all day long. And somehow, I don't lose... Maybe I will after a while I'll get tired and take a little break.
0: But God gave dream. you eyes that are, are yeah. good for reading, I guess, and a yeah. brain that can they just don't get tired do it. Of it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I don't
1: think I'm fast but long.
0: Yeah, praise God, man. All right. So,
1: what else do we want to see in our people for the coming year? Seems like, oh yeah, I'd be interested in. We've been talking about maybe identifying and raising up another elder or yep. two yep. for cornerstone. So, um, man, cornerstone people, you want to mention somebody to us, feel free. Mm-hmm. We're listening. I think that could be in the works for 2023.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think so. And I, and I like I like going slow on that and prayerful. I think that yeah, it's it's an important thing and an exciting one. Yeah. yeah.
1: Okay. So, interestingly enough, so on that front, I've been trying to look around a little bit. What's the process some other people use? Like, I've liked our process, but what do some other people have? And I came across one that um, uh, Mark Dever, Capitol mm-hmm. Baptist Church, Nine Marks Ministry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, One of the talks they did a podcast. He and a couple other guys did. And their process is, here's part of it, at every regular elders meeting, they spend about, here's what he said, the first 30 minutes just talking about guys who are possible future pastors. Wow. All right. Every time. 30 minutes. 30 minutes. Man. That's a lot of talking about guys, isn't it? Yeah. 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 And uh, then – so by the time they're actually getting serious about a guy, they've already talked and talked and talked and maybe sent somebody to have coffee with them and how'd it go and you know, so on mm-hmm. and so forth mm-hmm. before they finally get to the point where – and here's one of the things we do. Let's invite him to start meeting with us for a while and see how it works.
0: Yeah, and they have the outer ring of silent uh, yeah. elders meeting people, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. They're observers and these mm-hmm. are the talking yeah. ones and all. Yeah, yeah. Interesting
1: thing. All right. That's good. I think we need to draw to a close. It's been a good right. time, man.
0: Yeah, thanks for having me on. And, and uh, I don't know, hope this has been, uh, been helpful for uh, for for our listeners for yes. as we kind of close cr- close the year out.
1: Yeah, yeah, we are, all aren't we? Last podcast of the year. Last podcast of yeah. the year. Yeah. Thank you for joining us on Grounded. Hope you'll join us some more. You know where to find us. I think we're on all the major platforms. Huh? Mm-hmm. So um, see you in January.